Welcome to Mac World Expo Live, My Mac Podcast 279. You're listening to the My Mac Podcast with your hosts, David Cohen and Guy Searle. Well, uh, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the My Mac Podcast. This is where you applaud. Thank you, thank you. And we'd also like to applaud you for turning out so late in the day to yeah. listen to uh, this pair of reprobates go on. <laughs> um, some of you were, were wondering whether we were going to do a seminar on podcasting today. Um, instead, what we're going to do is a demonstration on the best way not to podcast. Yes. You'll pick up loads of tips from us on, on you know, kind of how, how two fools kind of muddle through it. <laughs> and uh, you'll, you'll uh, be able to take something away from that in terms of thinking, well, those are mistakes I'm not going to make in the future. My name is David Cohen. I am um, the, uh, one of the co-hosts of um, the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, MyMac.com is a site that's been going for about 15, 16 years now. Yeah, since um, 1995. That's right. So it's, um, it's well-established and um, it's been on the Mac scene. Uh, our publisher, Tim Robertson, knows pretty much everybody. Um, it's amazing we've been walking around with him. The people he goes up to and kind of claps on the back and, hi, how are you doing? Uh, I, I usually just hide my head in shame. <laughs> Yeah, and sometimes he does that to people he doesn't know as well, which is somewhat <laughs> embarrassing. Yes. Um, but, um, yeah, we've been around for a long time. We've been doing a podcast at the My Mac, uh, My Mac Magazine website for yep. about five years. Yeah, since 2004. And um, it's, this is the first opportunity we've had to do a, a live stage podcast here at My at Mac World Expo, and we're uh, very excited and somewhat nervous to be doing that. Um, but really, uh, what we do is we have a very informal show. We like to, to basically um, just talk about the community, talk about what's going on. It's very um, freewheeling. Absolutely. Uh, and my, uh, my partner in crime here, the man who's, uh, who's escaped from the nearest uh, casino with his hat, is, uh, is Guy Sill. It's you my doing? personality. Thank you. Thank you. So... Um, Guy's now taking the hat off. For yes. the, uh, one, of the, one of the things we find with podcasting is that uh, uh, long gaps while we look at each other is probably not so good. So, um, <laughs> But we, we really, really do love doing podcasts. I mean, we're not getting paid for it. So if we didn't love it, what would be the point? You know, there's, there's, there's so much that you can get out of, you know, not just our podcast, but, but so many other podcasts that are out there that, that have a rich history that, that will bring you the information that you want. There are so many separate little genres Absolutely. I mean, you know, you can find a podcast about pretty much anything. We normally do this, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm not a particularly local uh, boy. Uh, I'm from uh, Manchester in the United Kingdom. Uh, and we, we do this show every week via Skype uh, and uh, works pretty well, actually. So if, if you are interested... Usually in, works pretty yeah, well. As long as, the, as, long as we, we pray to the Skype gods before we start um, and make sure everything's rebooted before we start recording, <laughs> yeah. then uh, we normally find things go reasonably well. Oh, right. All right. Uh, thanks. Our first podcasting dollar. This, this I will the, frame this. This is the first, um, first, yeah, first greenback I've seen doing this gig. Uh, is it uh, real? You don't do podcasting for a love of money. You do it for a love of podcasting. Yes. So um, it's fine. We're really excited to be here today. Um, this, is, this is only my second time at Macworld. Um, I came a couple of years ago, and I was only here for a day or two. 
Um, so I wasn't really able to get the full flavour. This time I've, I've come out for the week and I've been here the last few days kind of speaking to people and understand how, how, how the show works. And uh, I, I think actually this is, this is you know, kind of the atmosphere here is really good, don't you think? Yeah, I would agree. I, you know, I, I've been to the last four, four Mac Worlds, and of course this is the first one that uh, doesn't have Apple here as a participant. And when we got here this morning, we, we really didn't know what the attendance was going to be like, you know, how many exhibitors were going to be here. You know, you heard all kinds of rumors, you know, oh, Mac World is dying. Well, as you can tell from just the sheer number of people that are here today, that Mac World is alive and well. Absolutely. Uh, and what, I, what I've also been, been quite pleased to see is the, the level of innovation in some of the products that, that you see here on the floor. Um, really, the people who've turned out to Macworld this year seem to be um, kind of going the extra mile in delivering um, products that are innovative and new and stuff we've not seen before. It's fair to say in the past, sometimes you've come here and you've found that um, it's like there's an awful lot of iPod cases yes. uh, and uh, quite a few Mac developers and not an awful lot else. Um, apart from, uh, you know, obviously what Apple's been doing. But, but this year, I, I mean, there's been some quite uh, innovative stuff, we think. And just obviously it's the first day. We had a very quick run around the floor this morning, um, and uh, we thought we'd just highlight a few products that we saw that we thought were, were particularly interesting, exciting, and, and yes. kind of talk about uh, why we like them and why we think that there's something you might want to look at. Um, worth saying that... We, we take the view with, with when we do a podcast that if, if somebody's paid us for a spot, then we'll let you know. So uh, yeah. I'll tell you, this is the stuff that just kind of uh, whetted our yeah, appetite caught as right. geeks. Caught so, right. Yeah. So uh, the first thing you, you were interested in was, uh, was something from FastMac guy. Yeah, there was, there was a uh, combination case, external battery, and, and an IR remote control made by FastMac.com. It fits right over the iPod, has, I think, a 1,400 uh, milliamp-hour battery built into it. It's supposed to about double the battery life of, of an iPhone 3GS. And anyone that has an iPhone 3GS, you know that the battery life is, uh, you know, somewhat... It, it'll get you through the day as long as you're not really hitting it too hard. Uh, the, the nice thing about a case like this is it's not an external dongle, so it's not sitting on the dock connector. It's, it's basically just built in and around the case, and it's very, very attractive. And I think it was like about 99 bucks over at FastMac. Just to show people who are here, I mean, this is, this is, this is a similar th sort of thing from Mophie. Um, and uh, as you can see, the iPhone just slots into the top. But what was interesting about this particular one is it has a flash for the camera built in. So um, that's, a, that's a real bonus. Cause yes. If you use... If you've ever used the iPhone camera, it's a great camera as long as there's plenty of light. Plenty of light. So what they do is they have an application that goes on the iPhone that can trigger the flash um, and, and the camera at the same time. So you've got, you get better uh, visibility with your photos and that as well. But this, um, this infrared dongle was uh, – well, it's not, it's not a dongle. It's built into the yeah, case. It's, it's built right into the case. Yeah. So basically you can use this not only as, as a phone, not only as you know, using all the apps that are available on the iPhone – you can also use this as an infrared remote control for all the devices that you have around in your house. And it's relatively, from, you know, from, from what they were telling us, it's relatively easy to set it up for each one of your devices. Really, all you need is the manufacturer's name and a model number, and it, it basically configures itself for the types of controls that that device is going to need. And the other nice thing about it, now, if you've ever played around with your iPhone a little bit, you can move 
your iPhone app icons from one page to another. You basically just hold down on it, and they start to squiggle a little bit, and then yeah. you move it around. Well, this works kind of the same way. If you want to reconfigure the, the controls for each one of your devices, you just hold it down, and, and the same kind of thing happens. You move it where you want. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm looking forward to trying it out. Yeah. I'll probably buy one tomorrow. What's, what's interesting about this is, is that FastMac have partnered with a developer to create the, uh, the remote application, and they're using these new APIs that Apple made available to allow developers to actually talk to the hardware, which is not something that they've normally done in the past. No. So, um, so that, that, was, that was pretty cool, and uh, $99 that was, but, uh, which I think as universal remotes go, that's, that's a pretty good price, and you're getting yeah. obviously an iPhone battery thrown in as well. Well, so. if, if you look at something like the, the Belkin Harmony remote, where it, I think that's, a, that's well over $200. And this is something that not only is a remote, it's also an external battery. It's also a, you know, it adds a flash for your iPhone camera. It, it's got a lot of functionality built into it for not much more money than similar cases that you can buy that, that have a battery in it. Yeah, okay. So um, something else that we saw that we, we uh, thought was fairly interesting is, is a piece of software from a company called Code Weavers, um, and that's Crossover. Now, what Crossover does is it effectively allows you to run Windows applications within the OS X environment. So, without um, having Windows. Without having a copy of Windows. Effectively, what they've done is they've reverse engineered all the Windows APIs. So if you want to run, the kind of examples they were talking about was uh, Outlook, for instance. If you, if you, you know, have to use Outlook to talk to your corporate mail in your office, but you're a Mac user at home, um, you can load Outlook onto your machine, onto your Mac, um, and it will effectively work as if it was running under Windows, even though it's running in the OS X environment. Only works with Intel Macs, unfortunately. But um, this is this is a thing they've kind of been has been developing for for probably about three four years now, isn't it? Yes, uh, I think they're up to version nine now. Now, what what makes this program different from something like VMware or Parallels is that you don't actually need a copy of Windows. Now, the the trade-off on that is. Not every single program that's available for Windows is going to work under Code Weavers, but I, I believe uh, they were saying there's something like 80 to 85 percent of most yeah. of you know the, the the huge amount of Windows software will work under Code Weavers. Yeah, and and the thing is, is that as as a as a package, it's a lot cheaper than buying a copy of Windows. So uh, even if you only get partial functionality from only a few Windows applications, it's a lot better value than having to run a whole. New copy of Windows, which you know is two hundred dollars, something like that, as a retail price. Yeah, it's just for like the home basic, or and then then having to load that under Windows, under Boot Camp, and then kind of get it working on your Mac. So um, that's fairly interesting as well. They have a really comprehensive list of applications that shows you what works and what doesn't, uh, and how well it works under their software. So that that's worth checking out as well. They're over in the corner of the hall over there. So if you want to uh, swing yeah, well, by there, if you're a gamer. Uh, They've got almost, I think, every single Steam game. So you've got Team Fortress 2, you've got Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2. All the games that work under Steam will work with Code Weavers. So you're not waiting for Macintosh ports. You can right. just go and play the Windows version straight away. So, uh, yeah, very good. Um, something else that caught my eye um, is the booth behind us here on the main stage. This is um, Mac Speech. Um, Mac Speech make dictation software, and... Um, they basically the, the, the their application in the past you could talk into your Mac with a microphone and it would transcribe your voice as you spoke into text. 
what they've done is taken that to the next level. Um, and, and something that's interesting to us for, as podcasters is they have something called Ma- Max Speech Scribe. And what this does is it takes an audio file that um, you've previously recorded and then transcribes it and allows you to correct it on the fly as it's transcribed. Now, for a podcaster, that's interesting because one of the challenges you have as a podcaster is generating your show notes. Yes. And um, we've, we've, you know, as, as I said, we, we've, we've had several, several times where we've, we've recorded a show and then I've gone to do the show notes afterwards to go with the file and th- I have to listen to the show again to refresh my memory about what we talked about, particularly if URLs were mentioned or particular names or applications were mentioned, um, and I didn't note them down at the time. So having something that could transcribe the entire text of the show uh, would, uh, would solve the problem of generating show notes more quickly and also allow the, uh, the show content to be searchable. Yes. Um, so you could put that in your RSS feed or as, a, as an attachment in your RSS feed and, and then people would be able to Google content from your show and actually be able to, um, to understand what you're talking about without having to listen to the entire file. So uh, that's something that I'm definitely going to be looking at over the next few weeks and uh, understanding whether we can work it into our, uh, into our uh, kind of workflow for, for generating the podcast. Now, um, something else that we saw, and these are, this is a company who, who we've, uh, we've reviewed their software in the past on the MyMac.com website, is Navigon, who have a, a navigation application for the iPhone. Uh, why don't you tell us about that guy? Yeah, <clears throat> I reviewed the, the Navigon app. It was uh, a previous version. I think it was version 1.2. And uh, I had actually driven from, I live outside of Washington, D.C. I drove from outside of Washington, D.C. to Woodstock, Illinois, using just the Navigon app on my iPhone. Uh, I had uh, external power because there was you know, no way that my iPhone was going to stay you know, active for the 12 to 14 hours it was going to take me to drive. But I was, I was very impressed by the app itself. It, it gave me turn-by-turn navigation. It gave me street names. It basically did everything that I expected a standalone GPS app to do. Now, one of the failings that I thought it had, and I mentioned it in the review, was unless you actually knew the address of the place that you were going to, it was kind of hard to, to, to fit that in there. You couldn't just say, oh, I want to go to the nearest Apple store, or I want to find you know, the, a restaurant that serves uh, Italian food or something along those lines. So you needed the street, street address and the zip code. Yeah, you, need, you needed right. the street address. You, you needed to basically have a general idea of where it was. Well, with version 1.4, they finally added uh, Google search. And so now, using the software, if you just put in the name of the store that you wanted to go to, it will go out and see your, your current location and find the closest one that matches it. And it, it really, really works well. I was very, very impressed. And I, I believe it came down in price, too. Yeah, yeah. Now, the, the thing is, is that I, I was out here uh, in Florida a few weeks ago, uh, and I didn't have any, any GPS uh, application on my phone. And which I tried to get by with Google Maps. And you might think oh. that's the default choice. It comes free with the iPhone. Yes. Um, you've got the GPS in there, and, uh, you know, it's a fairly clear display. There's, there's, there's two problems with, with using Google Maps. First of all, you have to have a good high-speed data connection to get the best out of it. Um, it doesn't, doesn't. It doesn't cache, update. Yeah, as and it doesn't, as it doesn't cache the information around you, particularly locally. So if you zoom in or out, or you want to do a search, you need to have a data connection. 
and that's not something you always have when you're driving around. And secondly, um, it, uh, Guy mentioned it doesn't do directions, but what it also doesn't have is a particularly good display for looking at while you're driving. You have a blue dot that shows where you are, uh, and um, you might have to zoom out to see where you're meant to go. Um, and it's not the sort of thing you want to be fiddling with while you're trying to drive a car. Otherwise, you can, might end up having some sort of uh, Toyota recall incident. Yes, especially on the interstates, uh, probably in California or on the East Coast. Yeah. Now, the advantage of something like Navigon is it has all the navigation information built into the application, and it's stored on the phone all of the time. Yes. And it also has a very clear heads-up display, which shows where you need to go. It shows that large, colorful arrows on the screen, and also voice prompting that shows that is telling you where you need to go. It's amazing with the iPhone, if you stick it on your dash, how the, um, the speaker will reflect the, uh, the sound back off the glass of the dashboard so you can hear it fairly clearly. Um, and having something like that means that um, you're, you're going to be able to drive without having to look down at the phone, which is really what you need to be able to do. Yeah, I, I actually used it. I have a Ford, and I have the Microsoft Sync system built into it. And the, the iPhone, and especially the Navigon app in, in particular, worked very well over Bluetooth. So, you know, there was, there was no real delay. As I was coming up on a street, it would you know, tell me within plenty of time, okay, this is the street you want to turn at, giving me the name, you know, which way I was going to go. And, you know, I, I just think it was, it, it's one of those apps for the iPhone that if you do any kind of traveling at all, that you should look into. Yeah, okay. So there's one final thing we saw today that, that was really quite exciting, but full disclosure, this is from a company who is a sponsor of the podcast, so um, one of the reasons we were at sorry, that particular that stand, that's Otherworld Computing, ah. MacSales.com, um, and they are an advertiser with us, and uh, we, we put an ad in for them every week, but, uh, and that was one of the reasons we want to go over and see the guys and catch up with them and find out what their latest products are. Yes. Now, they have, they're selling an, a, a, an SSD internal drive for your laptop. It's a solid-state drive. Solid-state drive. So that fits us using flash memory chips. This thing is amazing. If you go over to the booth there, what they have is a, is a side-by-side boot-up demonstration with two, Mac, two MacBook Pros. One's a 3 gigahertz MacBook Pro, and the other one is a slower one, a 2.2.4. 2.6, I think you said. Um, and the, so the slower machine has this solid-state drive in instead of a hard drive. And what they do is they boot them at exactly the same time, and then you just see which one comes up first. And also, as, as soon as the machine boots, it fires up six of, all six of the applications from the from Adobe CS4. Creative Suite. Um, and it was amazing to watch. I, I'd heard about this product, and I thought, well, yeah, okay, but this is a technology that's maturing. It's, it's, you know, it's not as cheap as it will be in the future. Um, it's probably not something I'm interested in until I actually saw it, it work. Because effectively, it had all six of these applications open and the desktop up before the other machine on a hard drive had even finished coming off the Apple gray logo screen. It, it really was. I mean, from the time that the machine actually began its boot up until the time when all six Photoshop applications were up and running was roughly, I think, 32 to 35 seconds. Yeah. And, I mean, and that's from a cold boot and six CS4 applications. In the meantime... The, the poor, faster Mac with the faster processor is still chugging along trying to just, just get past the boot screen. Yeah. And I, th I think it, it took the, uh, the, the, the 3.06 MacBook Pro, uh, it was like a minute and a half to two yeah. minutes. Something like that. Now, the thing is, these drives, you know, fair enough. They're not, they're not particularly expensive compared to an equivalent hard drive, and you won't have as much space as you would have with a 7200 RPM hard drive. But if you put one of these in your Mac, it will be like having 
a future-proof machine because it'll be so fast. It'll be yes. faster than the next Mac and the Mac after that that Apple release. And um, we, one of our one of our uh, writers on the, on staff has a um, MacBook Air with an SSD drive from Apple, and and this this the Apple drive is nowhere near as fast as this one from uh, from no, OWC. This really is. They guarantee it for five years. So if you worry about the thing breaking down or wearing out, then they've got you covered there. And recommend going over and have a look at it because it really was something to well, see. Well, that's you know the nice thing about I mean yeah I know that they're a sponsor, uh, but the, the nice thing about OWC as a retailer for the Mac market is they really do stand behind the products that they sell and the products that they design through uh, newer technology. So if you buy something from MacSales.com, OWC, you know that you're going to get not only you know a, as good a quality as anything else that's out there, but they're going to stand behind it with service after the sale. Yeah. Yeah. They have a 24-hour help desk that is just ready to take your call if you have any problems. Yeah, they're good. They're good friends of ours, and we like working with them, and uh, so there you go. Now, we thought we would take the opportunity. And normally, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing this show, it's 11 o'clock at night in the UK. <laughs> I'm sat at my dining room table on my own. My family have been banished up to the bedroom, so it's quiet. Um, it's obviously talking to somebody over Skype is fine, but it's not really a dynamic experience. And I no. thought we'd, we'd take the opportunity while we've got living, breathing people in front of us um, uh, to, to kind of get to know you and ask you a few questions, have you interact a little bit. Uh, to make the process a little bit easier, we've got, we've got things to give away. Um, I've got a, Prizes. Um, I've got an Otterbox iPhone 3G or 3GS case here. Now, these are, these are kind of uh, bomb-proof protection for your iPhone. If you're the sort of person who drops your iPhone um, or uh, throws it into a bag and doesn't worry about what's scratching up against it, this is what you need because um, it basically seals the whole thing away hermetically. Um, and uh, they're really, they're really kind of cool. So I thought I'd, I'd op open the giveaways by, uh, by sort of taking a poll and try, trying to figure out who's here who's travelled the furthest. Obviously, I came a fair way to come here um, by coming from the UK, but uh, we'll see whether we've got somebody who's, who's come any further than that. Have we got anybody who's come from outside the United States in the audience as a start, apart from me? Oh, wh where'd you come from, sir? Come on up. So... Uh, What's your name, sir? What's your name, sir? Uh, Richard. 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 What's your last name? Hogson. Where'd you come from? Uh, Stockholm, Sweden. From Stockholm Ooh, in that's Sweden. Gonna be, that's going to be tough to beat. Anybody it else is. here from farther away from Stockholm, Sweden? Uh-oh. <laughs> you have to prove it with your accent, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry? Bordeaux in France. Okay. Uh, I, think, I think Stockholm's got you beat, though, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody from Australia? New Zealand? No? Anyone okay. that's willing to admit they're from Australia or New Zealand? Okay, well, Richard, I think the, uh, I think the I Otterbox think the is winner. yours. Why don't you tell us, can you just tell us, as your, uh, as your um, price for the prize, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm 50 years old. Um, right. Uh, what, what brought you to Macworld this year? Uh, Paul, my friend Paul here. He drove you here, all the way from Stockholm? <laughs> no, from Sacramento. <laughs> right, and, um, okay. We're skiing. Well, are, are you a Macintosh user? Yeah. Uh, how long have you been using the Mac? Uh, I have had the Mac for about uh, five years, I think. Do you remember what the first Mac you had was? Uh, it was a Mini Mac. A Mac Mini? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was, what, a G4 Mac Mini? Uh, actually, I don't know. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, what, what are you using now? Uh, the, what, what do I use? The iMac? iMac? For iMac. 
Is it an iMac at home? Yeah. Oh. iMac. Okay. okay, do you have an iPhone? Yep. Oh, well. Okay, well, you're, this you're is for you. I'm a Mac. Thank you very much, Richard. Give everybody a, uh, Richard, please give, uh, give everyone a round of applause. Thank you. Okay, Guy, what else we got? Oh. Okay. I saw this particular product, and I haven't told Tim or David what it is. Uh, Air of mystery. Air of mystery. No, you cannot win. Uh, I, I saw it while I was on Mac Surfer, which is a kind of a news aggregator for, for Mac sites. Okay, well, before you, before you give away what it is, is this something you've seen here? No, it is it here? not here. So is this at something this show? that's not available at Macworld? It is not available here at Macworld, so th- I have two of these to right. give away. Is it any good? Well, that's, that's going to depend on. Actually, I, I have, actually haven't used it yet myself. Right, okay. Here, here it is. So, Guy is rummaging in his box. Uh, that he brought up. <laughs> yes, yeah, so sorry, that was an unfortunate turn of phrase. Right, he, has a, he has a large blue hat with an uncommonly large bill on the front of it. So this tell hat us what it you is. can use it's to watch iPhone content. This is the most insane thing I've ever seen. Okay, it's, a, so it's available from asseenontvhat.com. Okay, so... So you take, you take your standard iPhone, and it's not going to work with the case. Okay. And... Yeah. I'm he's, doing this for the first time. He's clipping so, it into the brim well, of the hat. Maybe I am. And there's some sort of unusual lens assembly in there as well. So, um, now, it's worth saying at this point that Guy is well known for driving while he's watching content on his <laughs> iPhone. So I, suspect, I categorically deny that. I suspect that this is a device I've to assist in him the in past. that process. So, okay, so he's, so he's squeezing the iPhone into kind of a... a, a a pouch, a transparent pouch that's in yeah. the front of this hat. Now, what's, what's kind of hard to see is that the phone part, or I'm sorry, the camera part is, is sticking out here in the front. All oh, right. So, is, that, is that a crucial part of the technology, is it? I would think so. Uh, <laughs> so, effectively, what it looks like is this, gonna, this is going to wave your iPhone in front yeah. of your eyes and block your view. So, you can watch. Now, if you can see this, it's sitting in a little plastic bill. Right, okay, and, and it's kind of hanging down over the, yeah. from the front of the hat. And now, as an added bonus, there is... There's a magnifying glass. There's a lens. magnifying glass yeah. that you can set in front okay. of it to give right. it the big screen experience. Right, this is, now, probably, this is probably not going to be a hot seller, I would have thought. Um, or you might, you might buy it and then use it once, and, uh, and then after you wake up in the hospital, you'll never use it again. So uh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So you actually can't see anything once that thing's well, on. Well, hold on, hold on. Yes, I, yes, I can. Right. You turn the camera on. I'm going to turn the camera on as soon as I can. Oh, stop that! Ah. So how many fingers am I holding up? I'll tell you in a minute as soon as it starts up. <laughs> well, okay. So uh, ah, well, this is making me crazy. Let's take a poll. Is there anybody here who would like one of these hats? Oh, we have a taker. Yes, absolutely. We have. Okay, so uh, so we're going to have our publisher Tim Robertson come up and wear the hat, so Guy can see what he's doing. Because I've got to say, this part of the show is strictly Guy's. I want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I take I take full credit or blame. So so this this is our this is our partner. All right. Well, so you can watch videos with this too, right? Yes. Okay, I'm gonna. Well, you don't have very many. Oh, well, what's that guy? <laughs> yeah. What? Well, if it makes me feel like the video is. Oh yeah, this is a. What are you? 
Oh. Yeah, the problem is, obviously, yeah, you oh, have to make sure that you're... you're yeah. I, I do have discriminating taste when it comes to video. Yeah, right. Okay. So we well, have... this is very lifelike. <laughs> is this a homemade movie? <laughs> so, uh, so, hands up again. So, who, who fancies going for one of these hats? Oh. Okay, we have okay, come on three up. or four wow. people. Um, could you, do you want to choose somebody who's going to go first, Guy? Thank you to Tim for helping us out with that. Hi, Sarah. And uh, where have you come come from today? Uh, from the South Bay. From Mountain View. So not that far away. Mountain View, home of the uh, of the computer museum, I believe. Yes, and Google. Of the fighting view. And Google as well. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Now you're going to have to answer a trivia question. All right. How much do you know? How much do you know about uh, Macintoshes? Well, I've had one since uh, 1983. Oh, well, then uh, this should be right up your alley. I'll try. In, in the early to mid-90s, Apple changed from a Motorola 68000XXX processor to the PowerPC. Yes. The, the, congr- the conglomeration that created the PowerPC was called AIM. Can you tell me what AIM stood for? A-I-M. Hmm. I think you got me on that one. Sorry? I'm not, I'm not a tech, I'm not a hardware geek. <laughs> oh, what, what's the answer? Apple, IBM, and Motorola. That's right. What's your name, sir? Palo Alto. Craig. Hi, Craig. And you're from Palo Alto? Well, well I, I, hope you, uh, I hope you enjoy your uh, lovely your hat. Your as-seen-on-TV hat. And what we it, didn't... It's not only stylish, but it's actually it's kind of a stylish nightmare. But what, we, what we didn't tell you is you have to put it on now, and you have to wear it for the rest of the presentation. <laughs> uh, and you have to wear it out of the show as well. So, um, yeah. Well, for any, uh, thank you very much for joining thanks, us on stage, Sarah. That's thanks okay. so much. Thank you. Here you are, sir. Yeah, are you, did you go to Stanford? Okay, well, that works out well. So, um, thank you very much, uh, Sarah and Craig, and uh, Richard as well. For, I got for anybody one more. who. who, who oh, we got another one? I have another one. Okay, so we've got one more. So, is there. A, this, this gentleman here, I'm going to go over and speak to. Hello, sir, what's your name? My name is Dennis West. Nice to meet you, Dennis, and where have you come from today? Uh, Cupertino. Cupertino, it's not too far. Do you happen to work for a fruit-based company associated formally with this event? Nope. What oh, do you good. do in Cupertino then? Uh, I'm retired. You're retired. And how long have you been a Mac user? How long have you been a Mac user? Oh, about eight, 1986. And what was your first Mac? Plus. Mac Plus. Mac Plus. Wow, that's really The Mac back. Plus Very was good. your first machine? Yeah, without a hard drive. Without a hard drive? Yeah. Okay, well then you'll probably be able to add, this was actually one of the questions I was thinking about. What was the maximum amount of RAM that you could put into a Mac Plus? Uh, Think carefully now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Let's see. It came with 256K, and I think you could put a one one megabyte. One or or four. Which one are you going to go for? One or four. One. One. It was four. It was four. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks for playing. Thanks, anyway, Dennis. thanks for playing. Try later. <laughs> Anybody else want to have a go? No. I'm not going to come up with another question. I thought those were relatively easy. Okay. Well, hello, sir. What's your name? Uh, Sheldon. 
Hi, Sheldon. Where have you come from today? Uh, Oakland. Everyone's local. I'm amazed. No, no wonder there were so few takers for my autobox because everyone's come from just around the around the corner. <laughs> and what are you doing in Oakland, Sheldon? Um, well, work, live. What do you work as? Um, uh, independent consultant, computer repairs. Do you repair a lot of Macs? Oh no, mostly. Because they never break, do they? We all know they that. They just don't Absolutely. break. You can't kill a you Mac. You never need to repair a Mac. So, um, so tell me, Sheldon, um, what, 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 how long have you been a Mac user? Ooh, since 89. 1989. And what was your first Mac? Uh, oh, that was in 90. It was the, I think it was called the, wait a minute, it was Classic. A Mac yeah. Classic? Yeah. Mac Classic. So it yeah. was the black and white Mac Classic. Yeah, and then yeah. they came up with a color version. The color of the Classic year. was the next yeah. year, I think, yeah. in 90. It was worth saying, everybody, that I've only been using Macs for about five years myself, so um, I'm really impressed that there's so many people here who have been using them for much longer than me. Yeah. Okay, so okay, Guy, the, what the, question do we have for The question here? is, what was the date that Apple first incorporated? Oh, Crap! Oh, it was no. It was not. Oh, crap! Um, uh, I can't accept that as an answer. Um, it was okay. Do you want to find a friend? Ask the audience. Fifty-fifty. I can't give you a fifty-fifty because I don't know what the answer is. It's it's an unofficial American holiday. Valentine's Day. No. No. Close. Unofficial. Anybody else? She knows. Come on up. Or she thinks she knows. Oh, 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 oh. no, no, no. What's your name? Oh, Evelyn from San Francisco. Hi, Evelyn from San Francisco. What, what date do you think it is? April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day, what year? 85. Ooh. No. I'm so sorry. close. <laughs> so close. We're so sorry. Anybody I'm else have an so. answer? Come on up, sir. It sounds strange. It's an official holiday. It sounds like a joke to me. Thank you very much for playing, Sheldon. Thank you, Thank you Evelyn. Okay. Okay, we got we got one more guy here that thinks he knows. Okay, get his name. This is uh, this is Octavio. Where have you come from, Octavio? Pasadena. Is that far from here? I'm English, so I don't know. Uh, it's about. <laughs> but he's polite miles. about it. Three hundred miles. Three. Okay, and how long have you been a Mac user? Uh, for a long time. <laughs> a ah. long time. All right, fair enough. Yes. Can we write that down, please? Somebody write that down. <laughs> a long okay. time. So, what do you think the answer to the question is? I think it's April 1st, 1977. Yes, that's it. There you go. We have a winner. I have this beautiful camouflage-colored, as-seen-on-TV hat, so you can actually be in the woods while deer hunting and, <laughs> and watch iPod videos. Or alternatively, you can get a deer hunting application and pretend you're in the woods. You that's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks Thank very you. much. Well, that was fun. It was, yeah. Uh-oh. Wait. Okay, everybody. Oh, well, uh, there it is. It's over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm keeping this one. This one's for me. Right. Fair well, enough. Let me, let me have that. Uh, you, you, uh, you enjoy yourself with that guy. I will. Okay. By God. You can, you'll have to wait until after we finish to play with it, okay? Oh. <laughs> okay. So um, thank you very much for that, guys. I, I hope you enjoyed that. And it was nice to be able to do something that, uh, that didn't involve just staring at a computer screen while we're doing the podcast. So uh, <laughs> I particularly enjoyed that. So, um, finally, let's just talk a little bit about the show, Guy. Um, All right. You know, it was, it, as, as I said at the bit in the introduction, it was, it's been very busy here today, but it really seems to have been kind of buzzing. Yeah. Um, after, you know, Apple pulled out last year, and 
everybody kind of expected that that was going to be the end of Macworld. I think that when when the two of us came here, we we really didn't know exactly what was going to happen or what the show was going to be like. You know, there were there were quite a there's a few less exhibitors this year, and of course it's all condensed here into the North Hall, and. When when the morning started, they had the keynote, and, and when we and when that was all over with, I came out and I was going upstairs, and of course, you know, the floor wasn't open yet, so it looked very sparse, and I was hoping that that wasn't going to be the way that it looked for the rest of the day. And right around lunchtime, I, I I came out of the press room again, and as I was going up the steps, I just happened to look out onto the floor, and, and it, it was, was packed. Crazy. I mean, there were just so many people, yeah. and I got up to the top of the steps. And there were like four or five school buses that were putting out kids, and, and there was a line that went wrapped all the way around and, and to the outside of people waiting to get expo passes. And I think what this really, really shows is that people are excited about going to the Macworld Expo, that they want the Macworld Expo to continue, that, that it's not just a question of, you know, and, and this isn't a fanboy thing, it, it, and it's not really a... A way of of saying that you know the Mac is better than anything else because quite frankly it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about the Macintosh or Apple or Windows or Linux or anything else that's out there. It's what makes it easy for you to do the things that you want to do. Absolutely. And if that's Windows, you know. God bless you. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not. I'm not here to judge you today. So, you know, if, if you're a Windows person, that's fine. If you're a Linux person, that's fine. Yeah. I'm a Mac guy. Yeah. I use Windows at work. I don't have a Windows at home because I use Windows at work. Yeah. I like. I like. Yeah. I like my Macintosh. Yeah. I've used one since 1987. It's the machine that I prefer. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's better. No. It just. But it just works better for me. And I think that by the number of just the sheer number of people that I've seen here today, that that statement is true for a lot of other people. Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. I'd definitely echo that sentiment. And something else that, that kind of has really occurred to me, and this has been talked about a lot in the press over the last couple of years, but you really do feel it when you come here, um, is, about, is about the Macintosh, uh, Macintosh community. Uh, what amazes me when I come to these shows is that it doesn't matter who you are, and it doesn't matter um, your, what you do. You can come along to a show like this, and you can be walking down a corridor, and you might see a name badge with a name you recognize. It's somebody who, who podcasts about the Mac or the iPhone or, or, or Apple. Or is, is in the Wall Street Journal yeah, or, or, or the Chicago like Tribune. You know, or, and you, you, can, know. you can stop and say, hello, you know, I like what you do. I, I, I like, like your show. I like to listen to what you say. Um, and people will stop and talk to you. They'll give you the time of day. They won't go, oh, well, I'm sorry, I'm really busy. Well, except for David. Well, obviously. <laughs> there has to be a limit, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I've met all sorts of people over the last couple of years um, through, through doing this and, and, and listening to other podcasts and to reading stuff online. And you get to get to talk to these people in real life and, and kind of share ideas and, and share discussions with them. And that sort of thing is really exciting. And that's something that you don't get, I think, in other industries or even within different parts of this industry. You can, if you go to a Windows conference... Um, you'll, you know, and I, and I do that. I, I, in in my, my day job, I sometimes have to, have to go and do those sorts of things. Um, you can talk to people, but it's all very professional. It's all about, it's all about the product. It's all about the, you know, the, the, the latest strategy. 
there's no kind of feeling of yeah there's no passion yeah absolutely and and that's different here and that's what that's what makes um that's what makes mac world special and uh really something that i get an awful lot out of it and uh and i'm sure you do too guy but how many times you've been how, how many times is this since you've been here I'm sorry. How many times? Is, how many? How many visits is this to MacWorld now this year? Uh, for the San Francisco MacWorlds, this is my fourth year in a row. Uh, I went to the last three New York MacWorlds before. I, I didn't go to the Boston one, but I did go to the New York ones. And I, I belong. At the time, I belonged to a user group, the Washington Apple Pie. And essentially, what they would do is they would they would get these like three big luxury buses, and we would meet behind this computer store in Vienna, Virginia, at like. 4.30 in the morning, and we'd all get on these buses, and we'd be this six-hour bus drive all the way to the Jacob Javits Center in New York City, and we'd get there around 10 o'clock or so, 10, 10.30. We'd spend the entire day walking around Macworld and then gather back up at 6 o'clock for a six-hour drive all the way back to Vienna, Virginia. And I just can't imagine a group of individuals belonging to you know a user's group or whatever Getting on buses and driving, or you know, being driven for twelve hours to spend about six to eight hours at a Windows Expo, you know, or a, an expo devoted to you Linux know, games or, or like Linux that, yeah. or, or anything yeah. along those lines. Okay. But you have people that will do that in the Macintosh community. We have people that have driven hundreds of miles. David came all the way from Manchester, England. Yeah. I, I left Virginia. Just, just ahead of, of, of three snowstorms in order to, to get to Ohio so that I could, ha- I could guarantee to have a flight out so that I could make it to Macworld. Yeah. And we're very glad that you made it here, Guy. I am so, too. I, so, uh, you know, that, that's, I think we'll, we'll kind of wrap the show up now. We like to keep them uh, not too long because uh, when you're listening on the iPod in the car and that sort of thing, if it's, if it's more than about 45 minutes, 50 minutes, it starts to get a bit wearing, uh, particularly listening to our voices. Um, but I'd just like to thank everybody who sat here in the audience and listened to us. Um, it's lovely and to see you. And answered our questions and, and yeah. had, had the guts to actually take one of these away. Absolutely. Um, but this one's want, mine. If you want to listen to the podcast or find out more about MyMac Magazine, our website is mymac.com. Um, if anybody wants to grab a card or something afterwards, we will put show notes for this show up with the audio recording. It should be up this evening or tomorrow morning. So if any of the products we mentioned or you're interested in, then please go to the website and, uh, and there'll be links on there to those. If you, don't want, if you want to buy something after the show today. Don't forget about Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is, uh, I'm David B. Cohen on Twitter. And I am Mac Parrot on Twitter. So we're going to sign off for now, and all we'll say is that um, we're here at Macworld Expo, and Macworld 2010 was my idea. (laughs) Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you, everybody.